Poetry Challenges with David Morley, Director of the Warwick Writing Programme. Welcome to Poetry Challenges, a series of podcast workshops in which we plunge into the woods of poetry, make up magical tales and songs and leave before dawn with our poems in baskets. This episode is called What is Important is More Important Than The Important and it's about creating poems that live and making our own small truths. Poems are verbal contraptions, perpetual motion machines made of words. The poet Kenneth Koch said, Each word has a little music of its own. In writing poems, you hear, see and feel every word, space and punctuation mark intimately. You may even find your voice in the spaces between words, or the open space around the poem. Why do we create these little self-sustaining machines made of words and their noise? Some poets write to preserve moments of significance, often small and apparently trifling instants or perceptions. As the Nobel-winning poet Vishlava Symborska says of a butterfly shadow passing over her hands, seeing such sights, I lose my certainty that what is important is more important than the important. Observation and memory are as talismanic to poetry as character and story are to fiction. Poems create little worlds of perceptual and temporal clarity. Robert Frost described a poem as a momentary stay against confusion. As Sylvia Plath put it, a door opens, a door shuts, in between you have had a glimpse, a garden, a person, a rainstorm, a dragonfly, a heart, a city. I think of those round glass Victorian paperweights, a clear globe, self-complete, very pure, with a forest or village or family group within it. You turn it upside down, then back. It snows. Everything is changed in a minute. It will never be the same in there. Not the fir trees, nor the gables, nor the faces. So, a poem takes place. Sylvia Plath is right that our poems try to create a small and clear world that goes on recreating itself every time somebody reads it. What of the world around a poem? Denise Levitoff believed, insofar as poetry has a social function, it is to awaken sleepers by other means than shock. What does it feel like to awaken in this way? Language is made to live through poems, but the living language of poetry does not simply begin and end with the meaning of your words, and those words combed into lines and stanzas. Words are sticky with meaning, history and association, and these elements are brought to life through their choice and combination, and by chance, especially the chances created by metre, rhyme and form. There is more to it than that. Poetry's precision of expression, its accent on the sounds of language, draws the writer taken by the clatter and tilt of words. As Ted Hughes said, words that live are those which we hear, like click or chuckle, or which we see, like freckled or veined, or which we taste, like vinegar or sugar, or touch, like prickle or oily, 
or smell, like tar or onion. Words which belong directly to one of the five senses. Or words which act and seem to use their muscles, like flick or balance. Words that live. That's the only matter for poets. Poetry is no special language or subject of its own, at least not any more, and it is not addressed to a close circle of chosen listeners. Poems do not have to mean anything significant, nor justify their existence in social or political terms. As Archibald MacLeish wrote in his poem Ars Poetica, a poem should not mean, but be. Here is your poetry challenge for today. It is about creating or invoking a small truth. Instead of trying to write on some high-minded subject in a self-consciously poetic way, let something small and everyday choose you. This could be a thing or even a word. Write the word or place the object in the centre of a sheet of paper and write notes freely around it. Think about where it has come from and where it is going to. Make notes on any memories it triggers in your mind. Compare it to other things using simile or transform it into something else through metaphor. Use all your senses to describe it. Do not use only visual description or comparison. Now, free write about it and underline any unusual phrases that occur. Use words that live, words which belong directly to the five senses. Try to combine all this material by using the form of address of a letter, but writing in lines. Think of the object or word as a cause for celebration that you are asking somebody else to share and do not stray off the subject. Thank you for listening.